What's up? This is Daily Shmain number 224. Um, I'm going out of order because I went ahead and just anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, today I'm I'm so tired for like for like a while I've been tired. Um especially when it comes to um social norms and advocacy and just how exhausting it can be um when when people um it just can be exhausting to try to explain something um to people and and it's honestly it's it's even rude of me to be exhausted because for the most part the frustration i'm having is around disability um rights and like anti-ableism culture and so um, for me to put in so little groundwork and so little constant effort compared to full-time activists or even just people that deal with ableism on a daily basis um, institutionally and in their social lives so it, it's it's silly of me to be exhausted but it's how I feel and there's twofold to this one is um about SZA. SZA is pretty much known for certain lies and um, she just be saying shit and it don't always be true. Not saying that everything she says is a lie, but like it's almost like a comedic bit where she says she's never owned a TV in her life or just stuff like that where I honestly don't even know enough about the context to say that she isn't outright overtly joking or whatever, but it's a thing, you know, there's like a there was like a whole, you know, trend of talking about all the things SZA has said that have been downright completely false. And it's 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 comical. Um, as far as I can see, although I'm sure that there are times when that is really frustrating, I guess. I don't know. Either way, SZA went to um what the Grammys and she had crutches and apparently her leg was sprained or her ankle was sprained. And and a lot of people were just talking about that, how she just really didn't need them crutches. And the disabled community and people who use mobility aids um, spoke directly to the fact that, like, we shouldn't be having this conversation. Like, normalize mobility aids. Like, normalize, you know what I mean? Like, basically, what I don't think people were understanding is the responsibility able-bodied people and the culture has to the culture around ableism the same the exact same way that rape culture and um you know uh patriarchal like it's just there's a culture around the language that the average person uses and it dictates what is accepted on a grander scale and how dark things can get um, is based on how casually people talk about certain injustices. That's just how it is. That is literally how it's always been. If enough regular people did not start talking about how they were not comfortable with slavery, slavery, it would like you know what I'm saying these changes have to come from public interest. Um, rape culture, same thing. If every single time someone talks about um sexual assault and i apologize for not having a verbal trigger warning i'll put some on the show notes but um 
when someone talks about their experience being assaulted and simultaneously a conversation starts about false allegations, we are taking away from the conversation that is being had around someone who is a victim of a terrible, terrible crime, a a power-based assault. And so same here, where people wanted to talk about SZA in a vacuum of like, no, let's talk about how SZA always be lying. People are talking about, oh, you know, like, you can't wear heels if you sprained your ankle or she wasn't even using the crutches and da 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 and da da And it's not that these things aren't, like, it's not that these observations are made based on nothing. It's not that they're groundless. Excuse me. It is that a community who has to deal with being told that they don't need their mobility devices, they don't need aid, they don't need accessibility. There's a community that is daily tormented by people who do not who are not in their bodies telling them what is what their disability feels like, what it's worth and what they deserve as assistance. There's a bunch of people like there's some like Like, people see people getting up from wheelchairs and they're just like, oh my god, that person doesn't need a wheelchair, why are they doing that? What, what, what are you doing on the side of justice that makes you feel like you have equal right to be up in arms about someone potentially misusing a mobility aid? You feel me? Like, this is my issue. This is my issue. What do people do in terms of um, anti-rape culture to where it makes sense that they're this uh, urgently advocate and urgently loud when it comes to false rape allegations. How much do you do on the forefront of advocating for victims to where you could put yourself in this policing situation? The answer for most of us is nothing. There's very little people do or you know, the situations that come up in real life are very difficult for people to stand up on the side of the victim and so here a bunch of people who are directly and systemically i mean legally financially work-wise every everything like the scale of ableism and like the systemic weight of the culture around disabled people and mobility devices and accessibility is i don't understand how any other marginalized group does not recognize how serious and how invisible disabled people have been made and are treated even with the britney thing it's like people did not understand that this this thing that is so wrong is an institution that is very much so affecting a lot of people who do not have a millions of fans to advocate for them britney was not if britney did not have the social do you understand how we talk about these things is going to affect people in the dark in their one-on-one lives in their real life stories this is not just about SZA this is about the public's comfort with deciding based on outside knowledge who deserves to use a mobility aid and what I think that people are asking for and what I think would be healthiest is if we stop we stop looking for the false accusers and we stop looking to like you know what I'm saying? We're looking at the wrong thing, in my opinion. In my opinion, if a community says it is less harmful for SZA to be faking it than for you to be deciding who can and can't use a mobility aid, for us to demonize 
using a mobility aid unless it's absolutely necessary. This is very similar to what women go through when they're seeking um, help from uh, cyber stalkers and stalkers and stuff. It's like if you if you wait until somebody gets hurt, if you want somebody to be in the worst type of pain before you allow them to have help, if you allow them to have assistance, allow them to have accessibility, if you make it hard for things to be accessible because you're trying to weed out the very small percentage of people who are going to take advantage of what some people actually need, you're missing the point. Your ego is telling you that you're advocating for something or that you're doing the right thing. But at the end of the day, your ego should not be listened to before the group that you are allegedly defending and allegedly working with. The group that suffers the most from the culture around the topic needs to be who dictates the conversation. Why is that hard? We understand the frustration when it comes to racism where we have like white people saying shit and you're just like, do you understand that you're white? Do you understand that you could never tell me how to feel in this situation? And do you understand that I've been telling you how I feel and you've been gaslighting me? This is what's happening. And what what blows me is that this is the largest minority. In the US, it's what, like 20, 25% of people fall under the category of disabled. And it's extreme. It's like, so by definition, that would mean extreme intersectionality. I mean, there's, it's wrong, you know? And it's so exhausting because it is definitely, like, the disabled community definitely deals with. I think some of the most blatant ignorance because people really other themselves in that way and really like similar to other privileges where you have these rich rude ass white people who are just born white and American saying it's okay for people to be in cages like because for some odd reason they think they did something to deserve the life they were born into and that those people did something to deserve to not be born American that is the level of ignorance that I think that people with um, disabilities hear from everyone else except for the gag is is that this is the minority you almost you've an extremely high you don't have a likelihood of waking up black tomorrow bro if you're not black today, you're not going to accidentally trip and fall and become black tomorrow. You're not going to, you know, um, have someone else's actions or even your own body or even like, you know, this. there's so many ways people could choose to be proactively empathetic with the disabled community and they don't. And then another scenario that has me tired is a discussion on the R word. And um, in the comparison between slurs in different communities, the community. So we're going to take a bunch of different slurs. We're going to take the N word. We're going to take the R word. And we're going to take the F word for the gay community. In each scenario, what am I going to do? I'm going to listen to the community who is most affected by that word, who has been marginalized and oppressed by the word. I'm going to listen to what they say. That's it. Why why is it more complicated than that? Why is it more complicated than that? And why do we get to comparing things that are not comparable? 
I get so frustrated when people compare their nationality or, or, you know, racial minority to black American experience because it's just there is no there is no comparison. Historically, there is no comparison. And so even here, we can compare language terms as a principle and a construct, but we should not be we should not be using them interchangeably. And where one community is, one marginalized community is in the history of their advocacy, in where they stand on the terms that have been used to kill them. Because that's what racist language, ableist language, and homophobic language, and all types of phobias, the reason they're a big deal is because they kill, because it's harm. The reason why rape culture is terrible is because it perpetuates harm. The reason why things become slurs is because people decide that the harm that they cause is worth banning them. And so for me, it's just really sad. It's just sad. It's exhausting. Because good people are still up in arms over a word that does not belong to them. And and to me, it's just like the least we could do. The fucking least we could do. For any community that experiences something we don't understand is to respect the language that they want. Like like that's that's the fucking least we could do. The least we could do is watch our words, in my opinion. An example I deadass gave, and I don't know, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm, this is like a weird, it's a weird thing to say, but it was the only way I could really get across what my position is. It's like, if, if culturally the black community, the black American community decided that mixed people shouldn't say the N-word. I would need to address, I would need to address within myself what what that means. Because at the end of the day, whether you think it's fair or not for black people to qualify who can say the N-word, that's how it goes. Who else? Where is just if if anyone else gets to define these words that are used to oppress people? Why would it be anyone else? And specifically for the disabled community, we're talking about people who have to defend and define themselves under government terms, social terms, constantly ask for legally what they deserve, which is accessibility. They have to start asking for accessibility when the point of accessibility and the point of equity is that you don't hold against someone that they need you to be more flexible. That is what it means to live in a community. That is what it means to love other people. That is what it means to make things accessible and equitable. And why is it, and I know why, I understand like egoic stuff and also just social stuff. And also just, it's hard to understand if you aren't, if your ear isn't to the ground and to the pulse of a community, it's really fucking hard to hear the pain behind it especially because like if you're only seeing the surface level of what a community is talking about then similar to you know the gay community and stuff like that like queer people love to make fun of gayness and love to like you know especially in the art community i really appreciate like original characters and people figuring out a way to cope with their existence and also how their existence is looked at in society creatively that is how a community has decided a part of a community the art like 
only one part even. There are black people who don't say the N-word. That's their choice. But as a whole, what the what the larger community asks for, I think should be respected. And if you don't know what that is, it's more than likely because you're not asking. And if you're not asking, then then like that's it is fine because that's what you're doing. If you don't want to stop saying a word just because you don't want to, then that's just what it is. But pretending it's anything else is is very frustrating for me. When there's literature on this, there's there's communities, there's groups, there's and even if it changes, even if maybe for 10 years people don't want people to use the R word and maybe in 20 years some somehow it becomes reclaimed but that you listen to the culture and you follow the lead of the people most affected that's how it goes that's how you want your allies to behave is it not be the type of ally you want to be or that you would want to have okay i don't want white people telling me you know how they feel about not being able to say the n-word because it's like deal with that in your own community like deal with the grief of you being restricted from a word by yourself because that's all it is it's just your ego thinking something belongs to you and it doesn't that is simply privilege to even think to even have the question in your head of i get to define this like for hundreds of years that was not definable by anyone else but you let it go allyship sacrifice compromise this is what we want this is the culture that we're looking for so i'm just asking people to to consider following more disabled activists actually hearing what people are asking for because of course you don't know if you don't know of course you're only going to come from your frame of reference if you aren't listening to other people but that is the point is that you you can go out of your way. We live in a time of information. We live in a time of accessibility. We live in a time where hashtag you can fucking TikTok search just about anything you want. Not saying that you're going to get good results from TikTok, Jesus Christ. But you know what I'm saying? Like if you really wanted to know how to support a community, you can. And I just I know there's communities I don't do enough research on. I know there's a lot that I need to do. But it's, 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 but it's fucking heartbreaking. When people take personally what does not belong to them. When people make connections and don't and do not seem to see that it is your ego that is asking these questions it is your ego not actually who you are or not actually the love you have for other people that makes you want to fight against some, like i literally feel so baffled when people want to say that and when white people want to say that and i'm like bro but how do we not make that same connection to other slurs where gay people are in history and where trans people are in history and where women are in history and where black people are in history, where everyone is in the history of their marginalization, oppression, revolution, like all of that renaissance, that is different for each group. And so what has to happen is that you defer to the people most affected by the oppression. Why, why is it any more complicated than that? And why, why can't... 
the thing that's the most troublesome is just knowing how many LGBTQIA and, and POC and black people are in the disabled community. And how much they talk about how how difficult it is to get the black community at times to listen to that piece of their intersectionality. We all have done that. We all have done this. We all have been a part of a group that's asking for the group right next to us to just listen. Women talking about patriarchy beg men to stop taking it personally and listen to the experience that we're having. That's the only way we can get help. If we continue to downplay the experience, if people continue to say, like, no, that word doesn't bother me, and it does, and then, then that's not true allyship. And that bothers me. Because there is so much, in terms of civil rights, that the disabled community is literally, simply does not have access to. There are experiences that the disabled community does not have access to. There's cultural shit that is innately ableist. The right to earn money, the right to get married, the right all these things we don't if you don't listen, if you don't look for this information, you you don't know that it's it's serious. They're at a different place in there where all marginalized groups are not in the same place in history and that's extremely important to me. That is what white feminism tends to get wrong. That is where minimization of intersectionality happens, where people want to take the most popular marginalized group and let them be the standard for deferring privilege and being an ally, when that's not how it goes. And I'm not sure how to fix this, other than each group defers to the group below it intentionally and actively, and even when it doesn't make sense and isn't comfortable. That's what I think we can all do for each other. And so is it a crime to talk about scissor using fucking crutches? No. But what do you not have access to in your life that makes you feel like you're missing out on something by not by someone telling you that this conversation could be potentially harmful to their community? Even if someone is being overly cautious, where do you think it comes from? Trauma. Even if you think it doesn't matter that white girls wear braids and shit like that, like where do you think it comes from? Getting in trouble for wearing your hair the way you culturally need to to protect this like where? Ask. Why why can't you extend the empathy? Probably because we've all been conditioned to think that like deferring and and acknowledging privilege might take away from the very little sympathy we do get, the very little allyship we do get, but that's not how it goes, and we have to actively work against that. It's just really exhausting, though. And it's so embarrassing to be exhausted because it's like, I mean, the little work I do versus chronically ill people, disabled people, and people within a community that are, you know, have layers of intersectionality that only further... The pain of seeing someone that belongs to another marginalized group you belong in disregard this other thing that unfortunately, based on current culture, defines your existence.
limits your ability to live in a certain sense, like limits the amount of money you can make without losing the things you need to survive. Like this is serious to me. I'm not I'm not perfect. I don't know everything that's going on, but it's like Jesus Christ. Did we start to get these glimmers of hopes in these other areas and other marginalized groups just just to stop there? What is it going to take? For disabled people to be heard, does it take everyone becoming disabled? Because that is the other thing is this is one of the groups that you can become. You can, you, the world you set up, like, you know, old elderly people, whether that comes from injuries, injury or, um, you know, dementia and different diseases and illnesses, a lot more people will become disabled at some point in their lives. Even glasses are a fucking accessibility device. But you don't see, you other them. If you other them, if you always think that's not me or only think that's me when it's convenient, like when white people are like, oh, well, somebody bullied me once. No, racism isn't someone being mean to you, just like ableism isn't only somebody saying, ha ha, you're in a wheelchair. That's not what it is. You need to listen to the people who are telling you it hurts so they can explain why it hurts and you can understand what you're doing and then you can decide afterwards if you don't care. But throughout the pandemic, throughout everything that's been going on throughout history, disabled people have been shut out, put in fucking, like, God, eugenic, every, everything, everything continuously all the time monetarily fucking all the time the fetishization of 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 happy bright disabled stories meanwhile until until britney who was talking about conservatorships in your world who talks about marriage rights within the disabled community who talks about the amount of parents that are advocating against giving disabled people more freedom when it comes to their finances? Parents that take care of disabled people and rely on uh, whatever system it has evolved for that. Advocating against the ability for other um, disabled people to make more money because of the consequences they might face. This is the level of like, if you look into it, if you wanted to look into, if you wanted to look into what life is like for Native American people in different areas at this time, if you want if you want to know what it's like, then you can, you can find that information, you can look it up, you can try. But bringing this up to people that don't want to try in that way is very difficult. And I'm not saying people don't try. I'm not I'm not saying people are bad people. I know that that is the nature of things and it's an uphill battle to ask the people in the privilege set above you or around you to look down and listen and to shut up or to give the microphone to someone else especially when it's a microphone you didn't have for very long 
because you were waiting for someone else to give you permission to use it or you had to fight to use it or you had to work really hard but that's but that is equity and that is the game of capitalism if you don't think there are issues bigger than you you think you give up what you've earned or what the people before you have earned by advocating by handing the the microphone to someone else by amplifying a voice that you don't understand I don't know how great allies do it in different communities. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how some white people handle this time period. But it's not my business. It's what needs to be done. And so I don't really know what to do with my feelings today. Especially because I'm a fucking able-bodied person, albeit neurodivergent. But I think part of the pain comes from knowing that, like, I don't even have to bring this shit up. And none of the people that I talk to about this shit really have to listen to me. But I don't want, as as a society, I really don't want us to keep waiting for something to happen to you or a loved one before you start thinking with a certain level of humility and empathy. And people are humble and people are empathetic. But again, this is this is what I'm asking for. When someone tells you what they need and they come from a different marginalized group, I beg you to pause on taking it personally or pause on rationalizing the amount of effort you've been giving and listen. Because I think we all know how hard it is to ask for help. How hard it is to ask someone who doesn't have to help you, who doesn't have to empathize with you. But don't we want to normalize that? Don't we want to make it okay? Don't we want it to be that simple? As, hey, I understand what you're trying to say, but just in case it's it's not clear to you, this is actually a, a disability issue and a mobility device issue that is deeply political and affected by public discourse. So I would really appreciate it if you didn't make this about this one celebrity's actions because it is going to affect a bunch of everyday people who deal with issues getting the help they need. Why is that hard to understand? I guess I'm not even asking why. I just really, really, really... I'm just really... scared of how long will take for different groups to get the justice they need. When I look at black people coping with racism in America, and it's like you see people with that, like, you know, on some James Baldwin shit, they just go, they go get the happiness that they can. They go get the experiences away from it. After trying really hard to advocate from within it, sometimes... It's so exhausting. But disabled people can't do that. Lots of groups are like that. There's lots of ways that trans people don't have a choice. 
black people don't always have a choice. Like, you can try to find a different setting that is safer for you. But if everybody was working to make everywhere safer for you, then you wouldn't have to do that. We have history of people, we have generations of people who never explored their sexuality, never explored their mental health, never explored these things because no one, it wasn't a safe enough space to figure that shit out yet. But an internal process like sexuality and and the declaration that that that, that makes and, and how that affects you in society is not something unique to able-bodied people. So imagine, imagine having layers on top of that and, and then you being gay or you being whatever you are is almost quiet underneath the fact that you can't get people to look you in the eye. You can't get people to stop saying one word. You can't get people to understand that an accessibility device is not special treatment, but it should be normalized. We should make the world physically easier to access at any age group or any mobility setting. No one says you can't have stairs, but God damn it, there should be a ramp as well. 25% of the population has some sort of disability. What makes, why, 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 why? How can we morally justify this? You cannot. And so when something comes up like a word or a phrase that maybe only for like 10 years is going to be considered not okay to say, like I know, you know, I've heard about and historically like black people have preferred different terms over time, like Negro. And and so it's like, I know it changes but that doesn't make this generation's desire any less valid. It's what they're trying to do to cope. It's just it's just a word. It doesn't belong to anyone. Except for, in my opinion, each generation d- should defer to the group that is most affected by the word. Language is the least we can do. It's the least we can do.